The Accident Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Accident Mortgage, an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 255368, and Accident Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Accident Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, well, good morning and welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian Wickert, president and owner of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors, along with my number one and, well, only son. But you're number one, David. Woo! My number one son. Uh, David Wickert. Uh, and if you have any questions or comments, you can call or text us on the Accident Mortgage Talk and text line, which is 414-799-1620. All right. So uh, we got lots of stories to tell, stories that are hopefully instructive. Harrowing tales. Harrowing tales, some. Some with good outcomes, some with not. Let's start with this one that I'm titling Burned by the Rocket. And the situation is that I got a call. Uh, I think on Thursday it was, from a multi-time past customer whose stepdaughter had chosen to use Quicken Loans, who also owns Rocket Mortgage, to finance the purchase of her and her husband's first home, which happens to be a duplex. So she undoubtedly, you know, saw all the ads at the gas pump or or on every other place that they Every advertise. golf tournament ever. PGA tournaments, NFL, MLB, yeah. you name the sports venue, they are advertising on it. And the theme of most of their ads is, David, you got this. You got this, meaning you can just go on your phone yeah. and get approved to buy your duplex as a first-time home buyer. Right. Do your own heart surgery. You'll be fine. That's right. So she called her stepdad in tears, uh, and probably mother too, because she had just gotten a call from Quicken saying, ah, we can't approve your loan. Now, remember, she already has an accepted offer. She's so on the clock. Presumably, she, I, I don't know this for sure because I have not talked to her, uh, but presumably she has had or had gotten a, a pre-approval of some kind from the Rocket guys. And anyway, hey, they can't approve my loan for a 3.5% down FHA loan on this duplex. Uh, and the only way they can do it, Mom, is if you now co-sign, mm. which remember when you co-sign, are you just half liable for the no, payment? No, you are 100%. 100% liable. And this is not a low-priced duplex. We're talking in the low 400s. And by the way, the FHA is a good solution. It allows for 3.5% down, mm. but you have to count your non-borrowing spouse's debts. What are you going to say? I was just because we were talking about this before the show. And if you have a co-borrower on an FHA loan, twenty-five percent down. That's right. They forgot to mention that yeah. in the conversation. Hey, can she That's co-sign? another. Also, does she have some line. money? Oh yeah, you have to co-sign and put a hundred thousand dollars down instead of the fifteen you were planning on. Uh-huh. All right, but uh, the other uh, thing about FHA in particular, not only do you have to count your non-borrowing spouse's debts, which in this case includes some hefty child support. Mm-hmm. So now you're, oh, you got to put that in your backpack of, you know, rocks, burden, yeah. rocks that you got to carry up the mountain. But on student loans with FHA, yes. 1% of the outstanding balance. And they have $150,000 of student loans. So we had to use, or anybody on an FHA loan, 1500 bucks a month of qualifying payments instead of her actual payments, which are based on her income, of $612. All right, so we love a challenge. So I heard this story and said, well, our best hope is if she doesn't make too much money, 
<clears throat> she would fit into the Freddie Mac Home Possible Loan Program. Yes. 30-year fixed rate loan for moderate and low-income people uh, where you can put 5% down on a duplex. Best of all, you can exclude the non-borrowing uh, spouse's debts and you get to use the actual payments on the duplex. The only and on top of that, you don't have to have any reserves with the Freddie Mac program. Money left over. I gotta stop you because the details matter. Yeah, the, just yeah. the sheer amount of information you are rattling off is blinding. Yes, deafening. Yes. Okay. So the the bottom line is uh, the question was, does she make more or less than the limit for census tract limit. census tract? which is $77,300. And? Alas, she makes $79,999. So that's out. Aha! But then I think we could go to WIDA. Mm. Uh, but WIDA sells her loans to Fannie Mae, and Fannie Mae has this requirement for duplexes where you have to have reserves, that's money left over after closing, equal yeah. to six months of the monthly payments, which in this case would be an extra Nineteen thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. You just in got an extra words, nineteen laying around? No. And it has to be from the borrower's own funds. It cannot be a gift. Yeah. So the bottom line of this story was wow. had she come to Acunet Mortgage, we would for a pre approval, yeah, we would have figured out that she does not qualify to buy this duplex or any duplex. And we would have or at least narrow the scope of what well, she could. Right. We would have said, here's what you can do. Yeah. Okay. But clearly, this ain't going to happen. Right. And now she's already got her earnest money out there. Her dad thought that perhaps she drafted the offer without a financing contingency. No way. Possibly, because there was no realtor involved. Oh, this was a person-to-person okay. -person transaction. So not going to be a happy ending there, unfortunately. The moral of the story is, you may not got this. Yeah. Uh, you probably... Please let us help you got this. Yeah, right. And Let us co-got this. That's right. <laughs> we will help you with human intelligence. All right. When we come back from this first break, I'm going to tell you a story about a first-time home buyer in Chicago with roof problems and how it's taken a couple of weeks to get it through to them that they really do need a new roof before closing. We'll give you the details. When we come back, you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, 620 WTMJ. Don't just find a house, find your home. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Hey, before we uh, tell our story about the Chicago first-time homebuyer, we have Tom from Greenfield on the line with a question. Tom, welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. How can we help you? Yes, Brian, I listen to, I listen to the show every week, and I'm kind of curious. Uh, uh, does he take care of his, his family, his friends, and relatives and stuff like that, and his neighbors, or do they feel that they couldn't get a good shake from him because he is one of their family or friends or neighbor or type of thing, you know, uh, you know, kind of too much nepotism or anything of that nature. And what's the role of the, is, the, is it the real estate agent you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, not generally a problem. The only restriction, uh, you know, you would have to disclose the relationship, I would think, uh, as the real estate agent, because like I've done that, I've represented David and his sister uh, when purchasing homes. And um, you just have to put that in the offer so the other party knows. You know, that's one kind of real estate-oriented thing. Okay. But other than that, there's not a restriction. I mean, because uh, do they feel that uh, 
you sometimes uh, are, are maybe not as low as you say that you are uh, with, with your company in that, and that they maybe shy no, away from you that not, way too? Not a problem. The the only other restriction comes in when the related party is the actual seller. You know, if the if the buyer and seller are related, and you do an FHA loan, that's a fifteen percent minimum down payment. Uh, when the parties are related. But when it comes to a conventional loan, meaning a regular 30-year uh, fixed-rate loan, the parties can be related. In fact, we do a lot of those uh, between family members where, you know, maybe the grandkids want to buy the grandparents' house mm -hmm. or kids selling a home to their kids, things of that nature. We've had a slew of uh, kids buying out their siblings when they inherit a property from a deceased family member oh, as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. so we see a lot of that, and they're the typical issue that comes into play um, is that the the seller, let's say the parents, in the example of, hey, we're going to sell our home to our kids because we want to downsize and they want to move back into their family home. They usually think that giving a bargain price to the kid is the best thing to do, but it's really not. The best thing to do is to set the price at the market value or close yep. and then gift the equity right? because then you can avoid PMI. And improved pricing, possibly too. Yeah, and improved greater equity well. in the home. Yeah, so there you go. It's uh, really not a problem to have uh, real estate agents uh, who are related to or friends of uh, buyers or sellers. And David? sometimes, what an underwriter can call for is a secondary appraisal, just mm -hmm. to kind of extra bulletproof the independent value of the home. Yeah, I, I mean, sometimes, less, less, and which is not the end of the world, but, but less frequently now. And a lot of times, another th way we can handle that is with an automated valuation. Yes, a computer saying that. So uh, pretty friendly that way. Thanks for calling to the show, and thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. All right, so back to our story in Chicago. I'll set the table, and then we'll give you the details. You know, when we come back after yeah. the next break. So the table is about two weeks ago. I get a call from the buyer's dad. A voicemail. He call me. I want to know why the heck are you guys care so much about my son's roof? You know, it's a conventional loan. So I call. I do a little research. Call back the dad, and his position was: this is a conventional loan. It's not an FHA loan. Why do you guys care so much about the condition of the roof? And uh, by the way, some other particulars are: the accepted offer price is one hundred ninety-three thousand, mm -hmm. but it appraised at one ninety-five. However, this was the very important line on the appraisal. Value is subject to a roof inspection by a qualified roof inspector and remediation of any safety concerns. Well, what even I could tell from the somewhat blurry pictures in the appraisal is just about every shingle on this townhome was cupped, meaning mm. curled. It looked like crazy. It looked like one of those, I don't know, a Dutch house or something with curly shoes. I will tell you how that's turning out. After we come back from this break, you're listening to the Acuna Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Getting you through the home buying process. Welcome back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Just by the way, uh, the magic band that I played in in college <laughs> did that song. That is Hugh Lewis and the News, I Want a New Drug. Yeah. Probably from the 80s. And the band guys are coming over to the house this afternoon. Huey's played Summerfest for years recently. Anyway, he, oh, we're on a first name basis. But he's like deaf. Like, no. he yeah, he can't perform anymore because of his bad hearing. Mm. But anyway, I want a new drug. That was a hard little lick there, by the way. Yeah. All right. So anyway, talking about the first-time home buyer in Chicago. So the guy with the bad roof, I talked to the dad. And, oh, why, can't, why did he call me up directly? Because your phone number is on the website? That's right. Because the owner's 
phone number is right on the homepage of Acunet.com, along with a message that says, call the owner anytime. Yeah. And this guy was a listener on WBBM, heard our ads. That's why his kid is coming to us for his mortgage. Yeah. And so we had a nice chat about it. I explained that on any home that a mortgage lender lends on, the property has to be in good and marketable condition. Indeed. And the reason is that if we end up with the property back through foreclosure, we want to be able to sell it. We don't want to have to then fix the roof and sell it. Yep. And so what the appraiser was doing is throwing up a big red flag and saying, I think the roof is bad. All right. So we investigate that. The buyer actually went out and got bids to replace the roof. It's not a very big roof because this is just a townhome. Mm -hmm. Uh, So about $4,000 to replace the roof. And so I said to them, hey, it's four grand to replace it. Why don't you propose raising the price? Because remember, you negotiated at 193, but we have an appraisal at 195. There's extra juice in there. That means you can go up to 195, and I can still lend to you based off of 195. Yeah. And then, then it's only going to cost the seller two grand. Well, like now it's two weeks later. I mean, I made that suggestion two weeks ago. And they went back and forth. Oh, the seller doesn't want to do that. They're afraid, blah, blah, blah. They get some letter from a roofer that goes into great detail about how you really can't predict the future uh, when it comes to the life of a roof. Because what's the rule in mortgage lending? We want to know that the roof has at least three years remaining of functional life. So this uh, roofer does a nice job of tiptoeing right up to the edge. And then he says, but I can't really say that. But if I had a guess, I'd say three to five years, but I can't really say that. So then underwriting comes back and says, well, if you want us to approve this, you know, without replacing the roof, you got to get us a roof certification, you know, signed in blood by a licensed uh, roofer that guarantees that it's got at least three years left. That's an impossible ask. Nobody is going to stick their neck out. So then I fielded the next call, which is, why are you guys being so persnickety about this again? And I finally said, well, here's why. And I would have said it right away if I had been asked right away. What we're really saying is you need a new roof. Right. So let's get your attorney on the phone because in Illinois, David, what's true? Attorneys drive the bus. That's right. Unlike any other state in which we do business, it's the Illinois full employment of attorneys. And actually, it's kind of a good thing because I I have noticed that the attorneys have a way of working things out. They get her done. Yeah. And so we get the attorney on the line who's a little brisk (laughs) as I'm trying to. Brusque. 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 We'll look that up at the okay. at the bottom of the hour. I think brusque. he was brusque. Abrupt or offhand in speech or manner. Okay, he was brusque in a brisk sort of a way. So he uh, is, is kind of busting my chops. like, get to the point here. So I said, all right, sir, you are going to draft an amendment raising the purchase price to 195 and requiring the seller to replace the roof mm-hmm. prior to closing. You got that? Okay. And now it turns out, just by the way, that they're going to raise the price to 196.5. Now we can only lend on 195, yeah. but the first-time buyer has plenty of money. He was only putting down three percent by choice, oh. so he's got the a man extra after money. my own heart. And now the good news is that he's going to get a new roof. Sweet, yeah. So oh, so they're going to get it done. That's right. By the way, I did try to talk to the attorney two weeks prior, right yeah. when this first came up. Yeah, left him a message. He never called me back. Just for the record. Not that that in case he's listening? Yeah, yeah, in case he's listening. The brisk, brusque Illinois attorney. All right, so that's the, the story of the new roof. The bottom line is, 
mortgage lenders need the property. Yeah, whether, whether it was a roof or a basement or exactly. anything material to, to the health. The safety yeah. or the marketability of the, of the property. Yes. Now, are we a little bit more lenient if you're putting 50% down? Yeah, maybe a little. Uh, 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 if, it's marginal, if, no. if you're putting 50% down and the appraiser, who is not yeah. a licensed home inspector, you know, calls attention to it, you're going to have to get her done. Get it fixed. I would agree. I would agree. If Yeah, if the roof was bad. Yeah. Like this one is. The curly fries you n- noted on the roof. Curly fries on the roof. All right. After the uh, news break here at the bottom of the hour, boy, I can't decide. I have a rate roundup at least. Okay. Well, let's, we'll talk a little bit about interest rates, but then another um, phone call that I'm going to get to make tomorrow morning mm. is to a client who is trying to buy a beautiful log cabin home in up north Wisconsin uh, that used to be a boys camp. Oh, I know this one. Yeah, you know this one. All right. So we'll tell you that story and we'll have a rate roundup. Helping you find a place to call home. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back. And let's talk a little bit about where interest rates are and where at least I think they're headed. The reason that they are really, really low, and we're going to tell you how low they are in just a second, is because of the trade uh, tariff fears. Uncertainty. Well, yes, because... Uh, the United States was threatening to put a 25% tariff on an additional $300 billion, with a B, dollars worth of goods from China. That's on top of the tariff we already have on like $200 billion of goods coming in. And every all the retailers were right in the Trump administration. Like, please don't do this. Please don't do this. And But that's why rates are so low, right? Because we're worried about the effect that that'll have on our economy and the global economy, et cetera. Well, what happened this weekend, David? President Xi and President Trump shook hands and said, let's figure something out. That's right. So I am predicting, and we could not find anywhere on the interweb uh, any market update because that happened on Saturday our time. Uh-huh. They shook hands and said, let's get back together. And by the way, this is a fact. The three hundred, the tariff on the, the new threatened tariff on the $300 billion is indefinitely on hold. That would take some fear out of the market, wouldn't it, Dave? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I am predicting that when we wake up on Monday, the interest rates are going to be a little higher when it comes to mortgages. You're saying you think the market's not going to notice because Trump went to Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think that they're that easily distracted. All right. So anyway, rates are really low, David. How low are they? How low are they? 3.875% on a 30-year fixed with 25% equity and all the other right stuff with just $995 in loan costs. By the way, I went on Quicken Loans just before the show started. They are currently quoting 4.125 with two points. That's an extra $4,000 in closing costs. So all you millennials or other people out there who are ready to ride the rocket, you are lighting your hard-earned money on fire more. by the bushel barrel full. Yeah. APR is 3.92, by the What way. about a 15-year? 3.25% oh. on a 15-year with 25% equity. Uh, just $995 in cost. APR is 3.3. All right. I predict those rates are going to be higher tomorrow, but we'll find out. What but- you're really saying, what you're say- because money has gone into bonds and, and more safer yeah. things because of uncertainty, and you're, when you say rates are going to go higher, it's because... Stocks are going to skyrocket. I understand, but 
but that's also assuming that money is going to move from safer things like treasuries and mortgage-backed securities into other assets. Okay, and this, I just I this isn't true a hundred percent of the time, but I'm going to say eighty-two percent of the time. Yeah, this is how the financial markets work. So I think we're going to get Goldilocks tomorrow. Stocks well, are going to be higher, and rates are going to go down. From your lips to, to God's ears, ears, as they say. Yes. All right. So then, uh, just to give you a little perspective, because David knows this, but Acunet Mortgage is going to turn twenty. Count them twenty years old. Yeah. This next month on July twenty eighth, to be precise, and uh, we so that means we started in nineteen ninety nine. Mm -hmm. The apex of thirty-year fixed rates during our company's history, and apex, most mortgage companies the last twenty years. That's right. Was in May of two thousand. Any you want to guess what the uh, rate was? Freddie Mac survey I was looking at nine, close eight point six four. That's if you were willing to pay one point in origination fees. By the way, if you want to know what that would do on a two hundred thousand dollar loan uh, compared to today. You'd have to pay six hundred and fifteen dollars more than today's principal and interest payment, which would be nine forty. So you'd be looking at a fifteen fifty five payment. Yikes, that's pretty bad. Prime rate? What is the prime rate today, David? Five and a half. Yeah, back then it was nine and a quarter. Wow. Uh, money market rate? Where you just park on your lazy money? Five point eight nine. Boy, that sounds good. Yeah, it does. I found some places where you can get two percent. Uh, then, by the way, rates dip way down to 5%. Free the money. mother of all refi markets, we thought, was in the summer of 2003. Then it jumped back up to 68 in 20, uh, 2006. November of 12 was the nadir. Do you know that? No. Yeah, the, the nadir or the nadir? I thought it was uh, nadir, the one I looked it's at. It's not the top, it's the bottom. Yeah. That's the bottom. Uh, the low point. And the U.S. Treasury hit like 1.38. Yep. So yeah. the 30-year fixed uh, Freddie Mac rate was 3.31. If you were willing to pay seven tenths of a point, that was caused by the Brexit. Nope. That was 2016. Uh, 2012, oh, you said 2012. Was uh, pigs? The European... Portugal, Ireland, Greece, and Spain. You got it. Good job. The European Eurozone debt crisis. Italy was in that, too, with the double I of pigs. Oh, yeah, I think anyway. you're right. And by the way, that was also the bottom of home values mm -hmm. in 2012. And then uh, 2016, we had Brexit where it dipped down to 3.41. So we are not at the bottom. But anytime you can get a 30-year fixed rate loan that starts with the number three. Do it. That is a, yeah, a good thing. Um, all right. So let's see. When we come back, let's get back to more storytelling. Uh, and I want to tell you, oh, you know what? We'll go with the unique property uh, mm, up yes, north. The boys' camp. And then also we've got a loan closing tomorrow, only six months in the making. We'll cover those stories oh, when we come back. You are listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM620, WTMJ. Expert advice on buying a home. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, so let's just talk about, the topic is unique properties. And, you know, we did have that one success story uh, a couple weeks ago of the really contemporary home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where we worked well, it out. In Pewaukee. That's right, that's right. Here in Waukesha County, I like to say. I don't like oh. to be so specific. Right. But it was a very contemporary design home and not a lot of comparable sales. So that's one level of uniqueness. But then, you know, you have the Uber unique. And the best one I can remember, this goes back many years, was when we got the call from uh, the appraiser that said, 
it's on a property, I think, in Lake Geneva. She said, do you know that this property has like a chapel in it? Right. Wow. We said, no, tell us more. Well, apparently the homeowner uh, had imported a chapel like from Rome or something like this, you know, like with all the altar and everything and very religious fellow. And he kind of put an annex on his house that was a chapel. Yeah. Well, that is the definition of not real marketable. Unique. Because, well, can't you just ignore the chapel? No. No. Uh, so the story that we have this week is a past customer helped him out with his refinance in the Chicago area and went swimmingly. So he finds his dream vacation home in northern Wisconsin. Up north. Yep. And it, somehow, uh, do you know how we found out about its uniqueness? Did we just uncover it in the application process? I or? think we Googled the address to take a look at it. Ah, smart, which I did this morning as yeah, well. Yeah. Because the the um, home, the buyer, you know, emailed back and said, you know, geez, I can understand why you want the cookie cutter, but as a past customer, I would have hoped that you'd look, you know, work a little harder on this property. I still don't understand why it's so challenging. Well, he's trying to buy what is formerly a boy's camp. A 10-acre. Yeah, there's a main house. Which, by the way, has an enormous dining room. Is made all, of wood as well. It was a long, yeah. 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 But then I'm sure it has multiple outbuildings, which were the cabins, mm -hmm. you know, formerly occupied by the boys who would go up there. Well, that's exactly the kind of property that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac do not want to lend on. Yeah. Why, David? Do you know why? There's nothing to compare it to it's for funny. a market, you know. Well, just ignore those. Those are just storage sheds, and I get that logic. Just, just, just ignore those property, you know, those other buildings because they could be knocked down. Well, the but problem not. is limited marketability, right? Yeah. How many people want to buy this property? It's been on the market for over a year. An so, indication of its uniqueness, its right. its appetizingness to other people. And so tomorrow morning, I will get to make that call to try to gently explain that it's not you. It's me. It's me. And it's not even me. It's the mortgage world in which I dwell. And, and so, you know, we are where not... we Where we don't get to make up the rules, as That's you say right. time and time again, it's mortgage manufacturing. The the scope of make sense lending, hey, just this makes sense, just ignore these other things, is not... The way that our world works. Right. And every once in a while, you know, we do have portfolio lenders who can make their own decisions, but just from doing this for 35 years, this is one that nobody in our lineup of lenders is going to want to do. Although, you know what? We should actually introduce them to Rich okay. uh, from the credit union. Maybe he'd like to do this. Uh, that, that's always a good thing. Hey, I showed this to another lender who does crazy stuff and even and it's so said, crazy he doesn't even want to do it yeah. you know it's like mikey from the old life commercials is that before your time yes mikey he'll eat anything give it to mikey all right when we come back life i want to cereal yeah okay. life cereal i i love that stuff all right so uh for our last segment of the show let's talk a little bit about um the upper end of the market in the brookfield elm grove area along with whatever else i think of you're listening to the acunet mortgage and realty show on am 620 wtmj find a place to call home without the headache this is the acunet mortgage and realty show with brian wickert on wtmj i frequently offsides. forget about that guy yeah offsides five yard penalty okay so um 
before we talk about the upper end of the market in the popular Brookfield and Elm Grove, we want to offer our congratulations to Caitlin and Jake, who tomorrow will close on their home. And it's been a six and a half month journey. They first got introduced to us in December, right before Christmas. It was December 19th hmm. on the recommendation of one of their coworkers uh, from Children's Hospital. And uh, their story was they had been pre-approved by somebody else and that somebody else was gouging their eyeballs out on FHA pricing, like, you know, five and three quarters or something ridiculous. Yikes. So that was the genesis of their call. But then we found out, like, man, you've got a lot more issues than that. Because uh, they were out there with a pre-approval, a flimsy pre-approval. Unverified, undocumented pre-approval. That's right, because there's a rule on FHA, and, and that really the only loan program they qualified for, that if a borrower has had more than three jobs in the last uh, 12 months, you have to like get special dispensation and have a really good reason. Yeah. So we went about documenting that, and there was a really good reason. Uh, and it all made sense, but you better have that lined up before you go out writing offers. For sure. And so we did that homework, issued them a rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval in January, but then they proceeded to lose out on at least seven, and and I'll ask them tomorrow at closing. It might have been double digits of offers. Yeah. And the reason was uh, they hadn't saved up all their money yet. That was the other problem in December. They were out there shopping for a home, uh, and we'll, we'll save up the money before closing that we mm-hmm. need. It's like, yeah, don't do that. So we also helped, you know, shore that whole thing up yeah. before we sent them out there with our rock solid pre-approval. But they were having to ask the sellers for a big closing cost credit. To offset the money they need to bring to closing. That is correct. That in combination with the FHA financing, which you must disclose, there's a box on the offer to purchase in Wisconsin. This is what kind of loan am I going to get? And they had to check FHA. Yeah. Why is that less popular with sellers, David, and listing agents? Because they perceive that the appraiser is more persnickety about the health of the home. Yeah, the condition. Like, yeah. yeah. And some of the things that are true in that regard are... Handrails, chipping paint, uh, broken glass, broken glass. Even if you have like a crack in a window pane, oh, that's got to be even um, uh, steps. Well, handrails, yeah. but the height and, trip hazard. Yeah, of steps. Right, you got to have that mud jacked or whatever they do now. If if you've got a trip hazard, yeah. So uh, through perseverance, they kept at it. They almost gave up. In fact, I recall writing them a email that said, "You know, I think you should give up after all this frustration." Maybe you said like, "Press pause." Oh, did I say that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Give up. And, and, you know, give it a rest because it was just one frustration after the next. But they persevered yeah. and they now have, the, with FHA financing, Yeah, they got an accepted offer and they are closing tomorrow. I think the statistic that I pull up each week or each month, rather, in the MLS is, you know, despite everybody not liking FHA financing for reasons just stated, 10 or 11% of loans in southeast Wisconsin get done for with sure. FHA financing. You know, so we have a success story. We, yeah, we hope not everybody's journey takes that long or that uh, no. that much heartache. But I think it is more and more common yeah. in today's affordable price ranges. And we're not going to have time to talk about the upper end of the price range as much as I'd like. But I will give you this clue. So I have a friend uh, who is thinking about selling their home. I'm going to say in the seven dollars to $900,000 price range in Oof. the Elm Grove Brookfield market. And so I did a little research on that before the show. There are 27 homes <clears throat> with that are listed as active uh, listings. Six of them have offers. Well, so that leaves 21. Uh, one. Thank you. 
that don't have offers. Number of home sales in June in that price range? Uh, Ten. Two. Two. Do the math for me. That's a... Ten-month supply. Yep. Yeah, that's a ten-month supply. And so... Because when you're buying that much house, you kind of want it to be exactly what you want. And one of those two sales was our customer. Oh. And, And they bought... It was brand new construction. Hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know yeah. You're yeah. About. So so the the issue when you are competing with a fifteen or a twenty or a twenty five year old house in that price range is that what people really want is new construction. Yeah. You know, if you're spending three quarters of a million dollars or a million, close to a million, you want it to be the best and just the way you want it. And of course, if your house is fifteen years old or twenty or whatever. And and you haven't just recently remodeled it or had it all up to stuff. It just doesn't compete mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. um, as the newer homes. Can I t- a quick story just regarding inventory? We have a coworker whose mother's going to be selling her home. Oh. So I looked up in this Western Burb. Hey, between two seventy five and three fifty, three bed, two bath. What's currently that slice of the market? And the answer that it was amazing because she's about to list it for sale. 26 listings. How many of them do you think were under contract already, though? I'm going to go half. 23. Oh, my God. So the actual available inventory was three three houses in that slice. Count them. Yeah. So it's just an amazing difference between an affordable range versus a... upper. And that is... Wow. Well said, David. And unrehearsed. Yeah, come on. That's what you call spontaneous good information. There you go. All right. So it's a good time to sell if you're in that affordable This just in. Yeah. Yeah, It's going to fly. And then the problem is, what are you going to do after you sell? What is this uh, co-worker's mother going to do after she sells? Hopefully move somewhere warm. Move in with our co-worker. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Right. (laughs) All right. So uh, the takeaways uh, from today's show are, please let somebody like Acunet help you with your pre-approval. Yes. Uh, we would love to do that. We're really, really good at it because you don't want to do what our first segment buyer did, which is you got this and do it kind of by yourself and then find out that you messed up yeah. or that the nation's largest lender messed up and now you got a problem. So please let us help you do that. Also, rates are at least low for now. I'm predicting they're going up tomorrow. David's saying they're going to stay the same or go lower. Tune in next week to yeah. find out who's right. who was right about the July 1st markets. Uh, mortgage rates. If you want to get started with a rock solid guaranteed pre-approval to buy or find out how much you could save because rates are screaming good, um, and we're going to cover that on next week's show, I think. All you got to do is, you know, kind of rules of thumb. Yeah. All you got to do is click on the blue button at accunet.com. You've been listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, 620 WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.